Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello and welcome to Last First Date Radio. This is Sandy Weiner. I am the confidence, communications, and love coach for women over 40. Every Tuesday, it is my honor to interview top experts and cutting-edge authors who teach you how to attract and sustain healthy relationships. And today, I'm going to be speaking with the dating detox specialist, Ashka Colton, about how to get ready for the love of your life. If you are feeling like love happens to everybody but you, I want you to know that love is not just for the lucky ones. You can be in the loving relationship you want, and often the problem is not you, but the fact that you didn't have the right tools and the right support, and know that it is possible to learn how to be in a healthy relationship. These are not skills that we learn growing up, most of us. And um, there are specific things we can learn to really connect with people more deeply. So luck isn't luck isn't the issue. It's it's really about skill building and then knowing where to find the right people and how to connect with them. Um, I just spent an amazing weekend leading my annual Woman of Value retreat, and I led a small group of amazing women through the process that I teach about how to love yourself first, how to really identify the patterns that have gotten in the way, how to forgive anything that's holding you back from your past, how to communicate more effectively and understand men I mean, we, had, we went through a crash course in all of these amazing skills that I teach to my private clients and um, in my group coaching that's coming up in this coming January. So you'll learn more about that as we get closer. And every week I bring you a tip on how to be a woman of value because a woman of value attracts her best partner. And this week's tip is step number 18, which is learn to receive graciously. And if you're a woman, receiving is usually a very difficult thing for us. And we like to nurture, we like to give, we were trained to give, 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 and not give ourselves in return, and it's hard for us to receive. So maybe it shows up when you get a compliment and you say, oh, this old thing, I got it on sale, it's nothing, that's not receiving. That's actually deflecting a compliment, which is making the person who gave you the compliment not feel very good. So think about the last time you gave a compliment and how good it felt to give to somebody, whether whether it was through words or through acts of service. It feels good to give. So if you don't learn to receive, especially from men, you will not be giving that gift back to the person who's giving. So remember that, and if you would like further support in becoming a woman of value, join my private Facebook group, which is called Your Last First Date. We are for women over 40 who are either single or in a relationship right now and would like some more support. This is a positive group where I am a very active administrator because I don't believe that groups succeed unless there is a strong uh, 
a strong leadership. And so I show up, I make sure that the group rules are followed and that people are not there to bash men, but to learn how to be more successful at dating and love. So just to, just one more time, it's called Your Last First Date. So join me there. And now I'm going to introduce Ashka. She is a dating detox specialist and the Get Ready for Love founder. She works with successful single women who are tired of dating and struggling to find the right guy. She helps them unleash the high-quality woman within so they stop making mistakes in love and start making more empowered romantic choices and attract the quality man that they deserve. Sounds very much like the process that I take women through. She had been on 110 dates, single for seven years, and she did one dating detox when she found her dream guy. And now she's in a happy, healthy relationship with her amazing man, and they have a little boy together. So welcome to the show, Ashka. Welcome. Hello. Thank you very much for having me and introducing me so nicely. (laughs) It's great to have you, and you're calling all the way from England. So this is... So it's fun to have my client, my my um, my guests call in from different countries. So let's talk about dating detox because so much of the work you do sounds so similar to what I take women through. And um, I would love to hear what your dating detox looks like. Um, so my dating detox had come to life because of my personal experience, and it is all about the things I did for myself to become this high-value woman. I love the title of your retreat, by, by the way, and I love when, when we, dating coaches, love coaches, help single women work on unleashing this high-value woman within, because I believe every single woman has got that within, buried under conditioning Mm -hmm. and societal pressure and expectations and all the things we are exposed to. So my dating detox is essentially about this as well, about how Mm -hmm. to step into the energy of a high-quality woman who effortlessly attracts high-quality guys. Because I myself didn't know for many, many years how to attract guys who are ready to commit, guys who are serious about guys who are ready to love and be in a relationship. And you can imagine my, my emotional pain I put myself through going through 110 online dates without the knowledge I now have. It was basically a disappointment after a disappointment until it was too much to handle. And then I came up with the idea of the dating detox. And for about two years, I focused entirely on myself. I said no to dating. I said no to men. I wasn't even thinking about relationships. And it was for two years because I actually started to love being in my own company and started to love being single and having all that freedom and independence to actually focus on myself. And the things I did on the dating detox and the things I do with my clients now are essentially uh, about learning how to love yourself, so I know you cover that as well, and how to deepen the connection with yourself because this connection 
can give you the security like no man can give you. And I know many women run into the arms of wrong men for safety and security because we feel insecure within. So the relationship with ourselves is the answer to find the security we are searching. And I also uh, teach uh, my clients how to become happy here and now because I don't believe in this myth that, you know, I'll be happy when I find a man. I'll be happier if I have a relationship. You'll be, your relationship will be as happy as you are with yourself. So it makes sense to become happy here and now rather than possibly waiting for a man to come to your life happy. Uh-huh. So and and obviously this work this work goes deeper. It's also very much about setting up uh, healthy and strict boundaries around dating, men, and relationships. It's also about recognizing your value, your worth, so you can step up and kind of aim higher in your dating game, rather than just going with average men who can't give you what you want. Uh huh. And then it's also about so, getting clarity, what you really want and who you want to be in your future relationship and how to become mm-hmm. become this high-quality woman who easily attracts love. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally, totally hear you on all those fronts. And I think that a lot of people just want the, uh, where's, where are the quality men? You know, where where are they? How can I meet them? And, and they don't look look into the the piece of um well you you can meet those men when you become that really high functioning happy happier woman exactly so, yeah so let's let's get a little bit more um detailed here cuz i think mm-hmm. it sounds like a bunch of really nice concepts but a lot of people yes. have no idea what we're talking about so um, if you can share with us a few exercises maybe or things that you do to help women get that kind of, like what is happiness? How do you find your happiness? Let's start with there. It, for me, it's about making a decision. From now on, I'm waiting and I'm going to start living. And that means I'm going to, do whatever I can to keep my energy high, whether that is just uh, exercise or good food, healthy food, or surrounding yourself with the right people, with the right mindset, positive people. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I found uh, happiness mostly through meditation because it brought me back to the here and now, and I stopped chasing it. Uh, somewhere in the future I just completely dissolved this um, belief that you know if I have a better job I'll be happier, if I have a man I'll be happier, if I buy a new pair of shoes I'll be happier because how long are we happy for if we get something new how long does it last mm-hmm. it doesn't last forever it doesn't, like, it doesn't last permanently it, it's just a moment in time you get a new relationship you are happy for a few months, and then the reality hits you because you have to start working on yourself. You have to start working on a relationship, and your happiness is gone. The the initial, you know, kind of I call it pink happiness when you are on cloud number. Uh, Jesus, what do you say? Cloud number seven or nine? Sorry, we say cloud nine. Cloud nine. Nine. <laughs> cloud nine. Yeah. 
And then you you see that your happiness in your relationship is very much linked to the happiness you hold within. So sitting down and being present with yourself is the number tool in my life. It's meditation is almost a remedy for everything in my life. When I have ne- mm-hmm. when I have negative thoughts, which obviously affect your happiness, I sit down. And I meditate, and another thing is I do I journal, and my clients do the same, and they constantly report to me how meditation has changed their lives, and how peaceful they are, and how present they are in the moment here and now, rather than constantly chasing it and thinking about relationship and obsessing about men. So, hmm. it, it's also something many people don't feel like doing because it's a practice and it requires discipline and I know many people would rather sit in front of TV and watch a movie than sit down and face your thoughts, face your fears which will pop up when you are meditating mm-hmm. and it's also a discipline so you have to do it regularly and I know uh, in the past that I used to have like an on and off relationship with meditation. So I would do it for a few months, then I would have a break. I would do it for a few months again, I would have a break. But every time I have a break, I become a different person and I am less in charge of my life and I am less happy. And I always go back to the same tool, which is meditation. Mm-hmm. So, so is there a secret to how you meditate? Because a lot of people have trouble with trying to calm their thoughts. Is there anything that you can recommend to help people meditate more easily? Um, one thing I want to say, it's um, there is kind of misconception around meditation because uh, whenever I speak to people about it, they tell me, oh, you know, there's no way I can stop thinking. There's no way I can stop my mind from working and analyzing and thinking and planning and controlling and whatever. And my approach to meditation is like, you're not supposed to do that. The only thing you're supposed to do is sit down and find a point of focus, which can be breathing, a mantra, repeating mantra, like, like even I love myself, I respect myself, or everything is possible. I'm happy here and now. Whatever works with you in the moment. Or counting from 10 to 1, and you start again, 10 to 1, 10 to 1. And then this will help you slow your mind down, and that's the only thing you need. I don't want to complicate meditation because it's a very simple tool. The only difficult bit about it is you have to do it regularly and you have to stick to it. Mhm. So most people are not living in the present. That is 100% true. And yes. I see like even when I watch in my Facebook group that that people will get invested too soon in a man and they they're constantly disappointed setting themselves up with expectations that that he is something that he's not because they don't really know him and then it's like, "Oh my god, I'm so disappointed. I'm quitting dating." Right? So um yes. so in Europe, right? So you take time off from dating, and I make my clients do this too, but um, not for two years. Um, sometimes it's for a month or two. Um, so how long is your dating detox? Um, it depends. My private clients work with me for three months. 
But very uh-huh. often after a few weeks, uh, I mean, my requirement at the beginning is you stop the dating. You focus on yourself. You uh, eliminate all the distractions. It's the time for you. And uh, as we go through the dating, the final modules are about getting clarity and realizing what they really want, what kind of men they want, who they need to become. And one of, one of the last modules is about dating online, and I give them all the tips which helped me to find the love of my life. So towards the end of the program, they usually want to start dating again. They want to see what the results are going to be after all the work they've done with me. But some women mm-hmm. say, you know what, I feel so amazing right now, I don't need a man. And that's music to my ears. Because I know they are free, they are free of chasing, they are free of obsessing and waiting for the man. And they're here in the moment, living their life happily. And then when the time is right, they meet the right person. So I see, I I hear you, and I'm going to play devil's advocate for a moment Mm -hmm. here. And what about those women who say, I don't need a man, I am really happy being single, and then they kind of, it doesn't always come from that place of groundedness. Sometimes it comes from a place of fear, of, well, I'll never find him anyway, so I'm going to build this amazing life for myself, and I'm going to stop even looking for love because I don't believe that it's going to really be there for me. So what do you do with women like that, and how how can you get them back to center and to being receptive to love? You see, I don't... I don't usually convince people to work with me because it doesn't work. And if I had a woman on the call, if I believe if someone reaches out to me, they're already aware of something within. They're, aware, uh, mm-hmm. they're either not happy with being single or they're frustrated with dating or they want to find the love of their lives. So I don't believe a woman who says, I'm going to create an amazing life for myself, I'm going to stop looking for love because I don't believe the love exists because I've been so disappointed and I'm so fearful and I don't even want to touch this topic. I don't think a woman like that would reach out to me. Uh-huh. And I understand what you're saying. Uh, I think it comes from fear of getting rejected and getting hurt again and getting disappointed again because they've tried many times and it hasn't worked. So they are choosing to retreat, they are choosing to pull back, to be safe in the, in the comfort zone. And I've been there myself. After all the dating I did, I I decided, oh my gosh, I can't take more pain. I can't just get disappointed and I can't just keep getting hurt. I need to feel safe, and being single felt safe and easier than being in a relationship. So I believe we all go through phases like that, but this sometimes ends as well for many women who promise to themselves, I'll never go for a relationship again, but then a few years later the desire comes back and they want to find love. So this woman reached out to me, but not the, not the women who decide, you know, I'm okay with not looking for love. Mhm. Have I answered right. that question? No, it's a good que- it's a good answer because I agree. I think the people who are really shut down and protected don't don't really think there's anything wrong, and they don't they're not really open to growth in many ways. 
and it's yeah. to me it's very sad to see people who have given up because of pain and have lived the rest of their lives in this sort of self-protected, comfortable, but not fully living place um, because they're, they're, there is something that they really wanted and didn't go after it because of fear. Yeah, and in the process, I think they convince themselves that they don't want it, even though if you dig deeper, their biggest desire is to be in a happy, lasting, meaningful relationship. Uh-huh. But they have to they have to step out of this shell. They have to come and admit to themselves, you know, I need help, or I want to change right. something. So there has to uh-huh. there, there has to be some kind of self awareness in the whole process before we can yep. help them. Because there's a saying, you know, you can't, you can get the horse to the water, but you can't make the horse drink the water, meaning that you, you mm-hmm. might try to help them, but they need to be able to help themselves. Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, I, I vetted all the women who came to my retreat this year because I wanted to make sure that they had that mindset of, I'm hungry for this, I want to change, yep. I want to be open. And on day two, I came with a little riddle I'd love to share because it's very much along the lines of what we're talking about. And the riddle is there are five frogs sitting on a log and four frogs decide to jump off. How many frogs are left on the log? Am I supposed to give you the answer? Yes. (laughs) So what do you think? Five frogs decide to jump off the log. Four four decide to jump off. Five are on the log. Four decide to okay, jump four. off. How many are left on the log? Just one. Four are left? One is left. Yes. So the truth is that five are left because the four only decided to jump, but we didn't say that they actually jumped. And so this is okay. the horse that came to the water. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, so we we often decide we really want this, but we don't have the next step, which is to take the to take that leap and to really jump. And so let's say somebody jumps into this dating detox, which I love. I actually mm-hmm. started a 21-day de- dating detox program probably six years ago. I set up all the the emails to go out because I really felt like people needed to go through like a daily email process. And then I never followed through on it because I got busy with a hundred other things. But let's, let's say people, they went through this. um, How do they know when they're done? They feel peaceful with being single. They feel happier with being who they are. They feel more confident. They have more self-love, more respect for themselves, they value themselves more, they have stronger boundaries. There are many changes which happen during this detox, and as a result of this work, they make later different romantic decisions. They are more careful about choosing a life partner. They are more assertive, so very quickly they decide, okay, this is not working for me, this guy is not enough into me, I'm wasting my time here, so I'm going to stop it here and move on on to another romantic adventure. So you are more in charge of the dating process, and because of that, you become also more selective. 
You become more mm-hmm. selective, and because of that, you start to date different guys. You start to attract different guys. And, you know, it didn't, personally, it didn't take me long to find the love of my life after my dating detox. First, I didn't have a desire to be in a relationship, so I was free of all this desperation and neediness. And I started to date amazing guys because my energy uh-huh. was different. So it happened yeah. to my clients as well. They start to attract different guys and they meet their partners. Not all of them because some, as I mentioned, some choose to stay single for a while because they started to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's people don't realize that these skills that you learn, that things that you just talked about, just how to have inner peace, how to have that, you know, make yourself happy, how to find the way to be present in your life and speak up and have boundaries. Those are all skills that we can all learn. And everything in your life changes. It's not just dating. So what else is possible when, when this happens? Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about what else? is possible after the dating detox? Well, you can change a career, for example, or you can move a city because you suddenly feel more confident and brave. Uh, You also can, that might not be comfortable with many people, but it can also feel like you are losing some friends because they are not in alignment with you anymore, but in a way you are making space for some other people to come into your life. Uh-huh. So it can affect. It also affects your family relationships because you speak up and you speak the truth and you have stronger boundaries. So you kind of improve your relationships within the family, improve the relationships with your friends, and the true friends will understand the change. They will even sometimes. I've had I've had an experience in my life when I stepped up and I was. Uh, honest with a friend and I thought I was going to lose the person because it was pretty kind of honest feedback and and the person was like you now I can respect you uh-huh. and I was like oh my gosh so when we have boundaries they help us in so many different ways like with men in dating in relationships at work with our bosses with our colleagues but then having boundaries is one thing but sticking to them and actually acting upon them is another thing so yeah. when we have the boundaries, we also have to kind of, you know, respect them ourselves. Mm-hmm, that's true. And you have to follow through. A lot of people threaten, and then they yeah, don't follow through. Not- that used to be me before my boundaries got better. And now I teach a course in boundaries with a co-leader. Um, it's one of my favorite things to teach because we are so bad at just knowing what our standards are and then enforcing them in a kind soft, feminine way. Um, so um, it's, it's just such crucial life, life skills and love skills. And uh, yeah, so Definitely. The yeah. importance of boundaries is just, I can't even explain it because it has changed my life so much. But it's hard mm-hmm. because we are wired to kind of give and please and nurture and I often hear from my clients, but I've got such a kind nature. And I'm like, you know what, you have to toughen up because your kind nature will cost you so much. So well, the boundaries you can be are kind. to protect it's, you. Right, to keep you safe and sane. But also you, it's not about being mean. It's actually it's about being kind to yourself first. And it's, 
I I love being around people who have clear boundaries. I don't like being around people whose who standards shift with the wind and who are not clear with what they want because they're afraid to be clear and then you're confused. And men hate it. I mean, you know, a woman who can communicate clearly and firmly is gold to a quality man. I absolutely agree. I always say boundaries are very sexy to men. Mhm. Yeah, we we had and a panel I, of men at the uh at the retreat who we, they oh. were talking about that. Like this man said the reason he fell in love with his girlfriend was because she was, you know, no BS and was just she knew what she wanted and she was very clear with him and he he felt he had to step up to meet her. And, you know, she brought out the best in him, but he knew, like, this woman means it, and I'm going to step up and be that quality man. And it's important for women to know that. Yes, definitely. Don't shy away from boundaries. Yeah. So, Ashka, this is fantastic, and there's so many other steps to this uh, dating detox that we could talk about, but I would love for people to be in touch with you and find out more. So how can they find you, and do you have, like, a free gift for them? I think you said something about that. Um, yes, they can go to my website, which is called getreadyforlove.uk, and they can download the Get Ready for Love with the Dating Detox Guide, which will give you nine steps which the Dating Detox covers. In a nutshell, it's a very uh, kind of quick intro to give you an idea what it involves to actually go through an effective dating detox. And I also have a Facebook group, which is called Get Ready for Love with Ashka Colton, and they can join me on Facebook. And I'm also very active, and I absolutely agree with you that it has to uh, there has to be a, long, a strong leadership in the group for a group to thrive and be alive and for other participants to actually benefit from it. So I'm also very present in it. So well done. Mm. What's that? Give us the name of the group again. The same like the website, Get Ready for Love with Ashka Colton. Oh, okay. Get Ready for Love. Okay, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, and... Uh, Yes, it was funny. One of my group members private messaged me yesterday that I should become active in another group that's run by a dating coach. She said, they really need you here. And I said, it's run by another leader, and I can't do that. But it was very sweet. She was like, please, they need you over there. And I'm like, yeah, that's for her to handle. Um, So anyway, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today and for helping so many women own their value and – and really love themselves enough to attract in, first of all, have the great life that they deserve and then attract in the quality man that will make them even happier. Yes, absolutely. Thank you all so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Um, Thank you all for listening today, and I hope you all go on your last first date very soon. (laughs) 